Good evening, Virginia fans. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. It's Mike Pittman at Wahoo Basketball joining you guys once again for a quick version of the podcast tonight. We had to broach this topic that everybody's talking about, uh, Justin Anderson's injury, obviously. I wanted to get my guys in here and and have a real discussion on on what we thought uh, would be the game plan moving forward and and how this might affect us and uh, exactly what kind of strategy uh, Tony might utilize to get us through the next month without our leading score. Joining me, uh, first of all, as always, uh, Phony Bennett, if Tony tweeted. What's up, buddy? How you doing tonight, sir? I'm good. I, I should be very excited about where we are, but obviously the topic at hand has me a little bit bothered, so I'm glad we're talking about it tonight. Yep, it's uh, it's definitely the hot topic on everybody's mind. Uh, also with us, Daniel O'Neill, you know him as uh, at Embrace the Pace. Buddy, how you been, sir? Good, just just like funny. Uh, happy but a little anxious with uh, what lies ahead. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. And uh, Daniel, I'll start with you. Um, w- try to just put a bow on the whole whole situation. Uh, one month without Justin Anderson, what does it mean for this team? And, and how do you see Tony using the personnel? Um, at least, uh, you know, at least to the Louisville. Uh, early March games. Um, well, it's hard. I mean, you mentioned the early March games. If something like this was going to happen, this is probably the perfect time. If you if you could pick a date to have a terrible injury like this, you might pick this date because the schedule upcoming is is pretty favorable. Obviously, you never want anything like this to happen, but. Um, that NC State game will be tough, but after that, and I still think we'll get by them even without Justin. But I mean, I think it's really my biggest concern is is like you mentioned those March games and beyond. Um, probably unlikely Justin's going to be at, playing for against Syracuse or Louisville unless something freakish happens. Although he is kind of, if someone's going to come back early from an injury, it's going to be Justin Anderson. But uh, I don't know um, Syracuse and Louisville. Syracuse, that game will be their Super Bowl. Um, now that they're not going to a postseason game, that'll be Rakeem Christmas's senior night and whatever. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is my usual hedge like I did earlier in the year with the VCU and Maryland games. I, I think we take one of those two games. But I think the big thing is, by then, I think we will have already got the one seed in the ACC and won the, won the re- regular season title. So... I think the bigger implications are beyond that, and we'll definitely get to that later. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Yeah, well, that's where, I mean, you know, look, looking at the remaining schedule, I feel pretty good about the uh, the regular season. We've got at least two games. We can drop two games, and uh, what, would that tie us with Duke, or would that still give us one up on Duke? I, I think I think we'd still win if, if we drop two I games. I mean, if, yeah, it's assuming if Duke wins out and they've right. got, yeah. Right, to control our own destiny. So, I mean, you know, the NC State game, the Louisville games, those are the two that I'm most worried about. And at this point, the NC State game, because, you know, this is going to be the first one where we really see how the team responds. But but all that said, and we can talk about that more specifically later, but, uh, yeah, I think we win uh, the regular season. I think if Justin's not there, we're not going to win the ACC tournament. But uh, Mm -hmm. that may not knock us out of a number one seed if if that's the case. And, uh, you know, we may not win the ACC tournament anyway. I mean, it's a gauntlet, and and this year is going to be a heck of a year. I mean, at at the top, the the Friday-Saturday games are going to be incredible. Uh, And and then we need them for the tournament. Maybe not the first weekend, but we're going to need them if we want to make any kind of run. Yeah, I mean, what I keep going back to is just 
who's going to hit the big shots when they matter for this team because that that's what Justin has done all year long and, and honestly last year you know when he shot less than 30 percent from three uh he still hit timely shots for this team he's just got that in his DNA and uh Justin's you know found the way to to affect games even when he's been you know off he, he's really hit some key free throws late in games he's made some some strong defensive plays and uh, you know, he is obviously going to be missed. He's our leading scorer. But, you know, I will say that, um, you know, not to downplay it to any degree, but, but Justin's been averaging 11, a po- 11 points in ACC play. His, uh, his uh, ridiculous efficiency has, has kind of come down to a, more of a, a standard level, and that's probably due to the attention he's getting defensively. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm optimistic that with the personnel that we have um, and with the the mentality that this system is built on, that we will have guys step up and kind of contribute. I think that Evan Nolte and, and, and Shayok and uh, Devin Hall uh, are capable players on both sides of the court. Um, and depending on matchup, I think each one of them is going to get an opportunity to, to have an expanded role. And we can, we can dive into those guys a little bit, and, and I'll kind of – uh, you know, I'll kind of start on with, with Evan Nolte. You know, obviously he, he's more of a four and, and uh, would, would defend more of the four position uh, a lot of times. But Coach Bennett's been very complimentary about his team defense in, in recent postgame comments. And I, I still believe, and, and you, if you guys, I say it all the time on Twitter, uh, I still firmly believe that, that Evan Nolte from his freshman season is not an anomaly uh, I believe that he's the kind of player that needs minutes for confidence and, and is going to shoot the ball a lot better, you know, when he's playing more minutes. And I, yeah, you got to let him get into a rhythm. I, I mean, if you know, if he's coming on, you know, for five minutes a game and gets to take two shots, that that's not going to show you much of him, and he's not going to do well. But yeah, if he if he starts, which I mean, right, it's got to be it's it's him or Shayok, and he probably start Nolte at this point. Uh, yeah, he can get some confidence and, and really get going. He can't replace everything that Justin brings to the table, but he can do a lot. Yeah, I don't think he's a great individual one-on-one defender. I think Shayok is, is obviously, or in my opinion, obviously much better at that. But, you know, he's gotten a little crafty within the system, and his experience shows. And, and oddly enough, the last three ACC games, uh, Shayok's been sitting an awful lot, and, and Nolte's been, been kind of taking his minutes, and that's why. It's because Tony's gone with experience. And when you're when you're replacing a, a guy like Anderson who has a ton of experience, uh, it, it kind of makes sense. But but Nolte is going to be limited somewhat on an individual matchup perspective. You know, he's not going to be able to to guard the super athletic threes in the ACC. So, um, you know, Shayok's going to have to squeeze in there. And, and Daniel, uh, let's talk a little bit about Devin Hall, a guy that that you and I are, are both really high on and. and itching to, to see more floor time. It's one of the things that I'm actually more intrigued about uh, with this injury is that we have a chance to see more of Devin. I saw you tweeted that you would start him uh, with a three-guard lineup. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy. Yeah, that's, that's I actually went back and I watched um, some of the, the JMU game and the VCU games were probably his two, two of the games where he got the most minutes. Um, and again, I'm just I'm looking at him play, and I said this this kid's a really good player. I think I don't think he's in Tony's doghouse or anything like that. I think simply when you think about it, I think he's he's a a combo guard that has to sit behind one of the best point guard shooting guard combinations in the country. Um, 
he has size, so he can kind of step out to small forward, but then at small forward, you had Jeff, Justin Anderson there, potential All-American. Um, obviously, my thing has been, a, there have been opportunities where he could have been put into the game where he hasn't been lately. Um, but I, I still think, just when you see, like, he got some minutes against Duke, he came into the Tech game and hit a three. It's not as if Tony's does, doesn't trust him or anything. So I think... Um, one of the big things you, you hit on there briefly a second ago was matchups. I think that's how we're going to handle Justin's loss. Um, a lot of people have been saying that, that Nolte will get the start against NC State. Maybe that happens, but if it happens, he'll be pulled quickly because I cannot see Evan guarding Ralston Turner. Um, yeah. I, I can't see him chasing around, going through screens, stuff like that. Um, and honestly, I don't know... Shy, Mariel has length, which is which is good to kind of get a hand in the face of a shooter. Which is Ralston Turner is just that. Just he's going to run around and try and hit shots. Uh, Devin can run with them though. That and he's really good at getting through screens. He's really he's actually really quick, which is something he wasn't in high school. Um, another shout out to Mike Curtis there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it's going to come down to matchups, and I think against teams that have a quicker. Um, a quicker three that can get loose and, and knock down some shots. I think we're going to see more of Devin. Um, we'll still definitely see some Mariel on him, see how that works. But, I mean, Mariel's a guy that hasn't scored since the Georgia Tech game. Um, he's had some lapses defensively, too. It seems like his offense is getting to his defense a little bit. Um, he really, I mean, to put it honestly, he, ha- he hasn't looked good in a little bit, in a, a few games. <laughs> um so, yeah, I, I think it'll come down to matchups. I think NC State will be really interesting because, like I said, the, the natural move would probably be go to the experienced guy, Nolte, but that doesn't work with the matchup. So if ever there's a time we're going to see some of Devin Hall, um, it should be on Wednesday night. And just an interesting point was I was watching some of that BCU game again, and I, was, I really liked how he looked with, with London, Malcolm, and uh, Devin in that backcourt. That was when... We made that run where we had a couple dunks in a row. That was when that combination was was in. Uh, Devin had a nice assist to AG in transition for a dunk, and then then the next play, Malcolm got a steal and threw it out to Devin in transition for a dunk, and it just looked really exciting, and we looked really hard to guard. Um, so I I really hope that we see some of that going forward. If we don't, then something else is going on that that I'm just not aware of. Yeah, I think Devin Hall can be a revelation for us because I, you know, we know what we're going to get w- with Nolte. Hopefully, tough minutes. Hopefully, you know, we don't get the defensive lapses and whatnot. Shayok is is developing, but Devin, when he's been in, he's, um, you know, I I don't know what his usage is, but uh, it it seems like he's aggressive. He's looking for a shot. He's looking to make an impact um, on the offensive end and defensively. He's long and he's quick and um, you know, I I would say surprisingly long. Um, and so we've, you know, if we see a lot of him, he's going to get himself involved in the game and and get on the stat sheet. Yeah, let me chime in on Devin too. You know, I just I really like watching tape on him the second time around as well, Daniel. Because to me, there's just no wasted movement there. Uh, he's aggressive. He tries to attack. He tries to get guys to collapse. Uh, he's not a guy that's out there doing any kind of watching. You know, he's active. He's very active, and, and he wants to have an impact on the game. And he's not a small guy. I mean, he's he's a legit 6'5", 205-plus pounder. Um, you know, I think in a three-guard lineup, if you have to guard a guy like, like Ralston Tur- 
Rawson Turner, um, or even a more physical three man. You know, you can you can potentially slide Brogdon down, and and Devin can guard the two, and and London can guard the one, and and Brogdon's got the, that big strong body, and and has been assigned to many shooters all season long, and and done a good job closing out and taking care of guys. You know, I think that Devin brings a dynamic that we have have lacked at, at times. I'm not. I, I'm not a guy that, that questions Tony much, you know. I would build a statue of that guy in my backyard, but uh, I, I do not. You would. The utilization of Devin Hall, you know, I realize that three of our best players and our leading minute getters are three guards in Perantes, Brogdon, and Anderson, uh, and those are the three spots that, that Devin Hall would potentially play at, but I think there has been stretches where we could have used some new life i don't know an injection off the bench a spark potentially and you had a guy there that that uh, all i kept hearing about is how he's the most improved player on the team in practice and physically uh and i i just would like to see him out there and I, i'm excited that that we're we're probably going to get an opportunity to see more of him in the next couple games uh come on, come on man we're 21 and one <laughs> yeah what do you say we should have used him differently in the duke game well, I, you know, it, record notwithstanding, there there are games in the even in the non conference where we had four stretches offensively that that I thought we could have used them, and um, I mean, we we got to find something to talk about, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, was, I, I understand why you cut a rotation down to the point where Tony has it, and um, you know, I get it that the players ahead of him are better players, but. Uh, you know, you don't have to. He doesn't need to get 18 minutes a game. You know, I, I just think that there there have been some opportunities for for him to get in, and, and um, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to see if I'm vindicated over the next 30 days or so. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I think, think it's really going to depend on the matchups. I mean, you know, we've already seen that with the bigs. Uh, you know, going going through. You know, I think Anthony, Mike, and. Um, um, uh, Da, they they've all not started at various times this year. I, I'm you know he's used different combinations, and you could really point to the matchups for that. So I I think we'll start seeing that uh, in the front or uh, uh, backcourt. Yeah. Too. So yeah, it's it's, def- it's definitely not coach speak with Tony when he says matchups lately. He's he's meant it, and I mean like you said, the the post rotations have been perfect evidence of that. The, I mean those guys are essentially interchangeable, like. They've all had really good games. They they all looked good in certain situations. So they're not. There's no really definitive starter in the post. But one more thing on Devin, um, I really liked when he said uh, you mentioned his how he had no wasted movement. Something that came up today, uh, just in my brain, I I thought of like sort of the difference between a running back that sort of picks a hole and and just goes versus like a a smoke Mizell or someone who kind of. Dances around, sort of, sort of looks for the kind of the best opportunity. I like Devin because he kind of plays with a sense of urgency when it, and it really contrasts nicely with with London because London is the best at what he does in, ter- in terms of being patient and stuff. But I think at times, like the way, like how how patiently he plays, kind of everyone else kind of sort of tries to be like him, and they're really not. And so I think we can get into a little bit of a funk there. I like when Devin has come in and kind of not sped things up, but has worked the ball around, made some extra passes, like seems to have like a sense of urgency. Um, He's been the running back that hits the hole. I think that's, yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. I think you hit the nail on the head, my friend. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, not trying to hate on smoke, but like <laughs> that, 
some of that frustration carries over to the hardwood too sometimes. But. Yeah, no, I think that is a, a a brilliant analogy for for what I thought Devin would bring, and that's why that's why I referenced a particular short burst of play where I thought we have gotten kind of slow, hesitant, and overly patient, and you have a guy on the bench that I think does that exact thing that can be a spark, maybe even against a zone uh, at times when we've struggled against a zone. I, I, you know, I'm not questioning the coach. I'm just, I'm curious as to why that option hasn't been explored, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, do you guys think that Shayok is, is hitting some of the proverbial freshman wall? Uh, what do you attribute to kind of his decline in minutes and play, Phony? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever you know, believed in that much anyway. I mean, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem a conditioning problem. I think, uh, you know, they're just going to go through ups and downs and, and, you know, you might, might get a little bit frustrated and start missing some shots. And I think you're right. Maybe that gets in his head, uh, on the other end of the court, but, uh, you know, the, the drop off to me has mainly been offensively. I mean, aside from the, uh, occasional lap on the defensive end. And, you know, I think if he, if he keeps shooting it, I'm, I'm not too worried about him. I mean, I think it's part of the freshman growing pains. I don't know if, if I call it the wall or not, but uh, I'm, I'm not at all surprised by it. Daniel, what do you see on the tape? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, even not just looking at the tape, just looking at the, the schedule and the box scores, I don't know if so much as it, it's a wall as we just played Duke, Carolina, and Louisville. So, right. <laughs> I mean, it's you're a, you're a freshman, and that you got those three teams in a week. I mean, he had a bad game at Tech, but the way we started there – I mean, every, everyone had a bad game in Blacksburg, so it's hard to just blame him for anything. But um, before those games, he'd been playing well, and, and we were talking about him's future NBA prospect and stuff, which I still believe he has a lot of potential in that area, but that's that's a different conversation. But, yeah, I mean, you got Duke, Carolina, and Louisville in a week. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens from now on. If, if, if it continues, then we can start talking about a wall, but... I mean, he's only taken two shots the last three games. He's played like 15, like 20 total minutes the last three games. So it's, I think it might just be a little bit more of kind of tightening the rotation, getting some more experience in. Um, so hopefully, I mean, it'd be really nice if we could just plug him in and he starts looking like he did a couple, few earlier in the season. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not writing him off or anything. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's going to be a. Uh... Uh, replacement by committee here, and I, I'm so interested to see exactly how the minutes are, are divided out. But Shayok's going to have to provide uh, quality minutes for us. He, he'll be out there, and you know, I don't, I don't know if he's hit a wall per se, but I have seen, I have seen number of players that come in as a freshman and and shoot the ball really well, uh, kind of early on. That they get hot a little early, that they're playing off that high school confidence a little bit, and then as the ACC starts to wear on you a little bit, um, you know, it can you have a couple of cool games and it kind of gets in your head. And that's what happens when you're 18 years old. Uh, and, and hopefully they develop and, and get beyond it. And I think he will. Um, but well, what, what do you guys, let's talk about the other direction. If we, if we can for just a minute, the, uh, sure. uh Wilkins, um, you know, I, I don't know how much he comes in into the specific discussion we're having tonight, but his development on the defensive end, I, I think has been great. Like you watch him moving his feet out there and, and when he, when he's coming out high, I mean, I think, you know, he's been the one that most reminds me of Akil and the guy that can really take his place defensively. I think fundamentally he's a he's a machine, uh, and I I think uh, you know positioning he's still got a little bit of work to do. Uh, he maybe is a slightly 
aggressive with his foot footwork sometimes within the defense, but I think that he just brings such a great energy and a, and a great game from the neck up. Um, and and to go along with that, I think he's more skilled than people thought when when it comes to his jump shot, his ability to kind of handle the ball. Uh, I I love Wilkins. I think he's a guy that I think you know he can potentially be a factor here with with Anderson gone. I mean he's not going to go out and play the three offensively, but he can guard out there. Right. I really I really think he can, and uh, you know I, I don't know yeah. exactly what it means for his role, but I yeah, think that's an, that's that's another thing. Like we like obviously this is a terrible situation, but like we're thank like I'm thankful that we have options like that we can have a podcast discussing this, and it's not just like, well, uh, it's, it's going to be on a multi. So, <laughs> so, like, I mean, a few years ago, we didn't have options. Like, 2011, 2012, with all of our injuries that year, like, we just had to stay, okay, we got six and a half players, we just got to play. <laughs> uh, and then the next year, we had some similar injuries, too. Like, we really didn't have... Like it's really nice to have like to lose a potential All American and say you know what we'll still probably win the ACC and get a one seed. Like, <laughs> right. It's a, it's, a di- it's a different different arena. <laughs> well, yeah. I think we're we're so spoiled at this point because I mean we haven't had any real adversity since that season you were talking about. I mean you know yeah. really not a not a real injury to speak of last year so far this year. And the other thing we only have one loss and I think that kind of clouds our view of what a good season is. I mean you know if we were sitting here with three four or five losses we'd still be pretty happy with wherever we were and think a couple more losses wouldn't be a big deal but now like if we get one more loss that's twice as many losses as we had so i I think we we need to you know get things in perspective a little bit and the truth is is we haven't brought it up yet but we all know it i mean the system really does allow uh for replacement of guys more so than other systems out there i mean it it really is you know seth greenberg just said in halftime of the duke florida state game that he doesn't believe that it'll affect us as much as other teams because the sum is greater you know than the parts and i realize he's a he is a first team all acc guy um but i fully expect for for a guy to step in and at least perform at a level that can help us win games uh, especially considering that our next six games are against teams that are under 500 in the league. Four of six are at home, uh, including four of five at home after Wednesday night. So, um, you know, let's talk about, the. to me, what is kind of most important for the Justin Anderson, Justin Anderson situation now to kind of wrap it up. How does he perform when he comes back? I mean, th- this is a guy that is a 50% shooter, uh, from three on the year that is getting his hot season interrupted right in the middle of it. Uh, Daniel, how does a shooter come back from something like this, especially when you're inserted when the games are the biggest games of the year? <laughs> I don't really know if I have an answer for that one, but uh, no, I mean, that'll be an interesting thing. We don't really know when he'll come back, but we expect to have him back, let's say, second round, or I guess the third round now, NCAA tournament. Assuming we get there, um, it'll be interesting. I don't. I'm not gonna. Uh, it's hard to say. Okay, he, he shot 50 percent from three up until he was hurt. He's just gonna come in and hit three of six. Like uh, I don't think it'll be like that. I do think that um, he's the type of guy. Like even if, even when he's not shooting, we still want out there really really badly, and he'll be able to do those things once he gets back. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, to see how 
those guys who end up replacing him develop um, so that when he's back, we might, if he, if he can, he can knock down some shots too, we might be even a tougher out. Um, that might be a little bit, bit of a stretch, but uh, I mean, you can definitely expect some development from these guys that are going to be taking up these, these new minutes. But um, it is a concern. I, I think if, I mean, we all, we all know what our goal is this year. Um, and if we're going to get there, I think it's hard to picture us getting to that goal without, Justin being a big factor on a on a run late in March, so That's we'll, well see. Said. That's yeah. well said. Closing closing thoughts from you, Phony. How how are we going to weather this storm? You know, I, I'm and and I hate to say this because I'm not I'm not happy about the injury, but part of me is kind of interested, kind of excited to see who steps up. You know, somebody is going to take a, a, a big step that they would not have otherwise taken uh, had everything remained status quo. And whether it's going to be Devin Hall or, or the the rebirth of Evan Nolte or, or Shayok just taking the ne- next big step, um, I think that's going to get us through in the uh, in the short term and in the long term. I hope Justin comes back one game before we need him, and you know, so he can get his feet wet again, get that that feel again. You know, I feel like I, you know, when he comes back. Defensively, he's going to be there. Uh, you know, his shot may not be there right away, and, and so you would hope, you know, at least if it's not there, th- that we don't need it. So, um, you know, but I don't know. You know, he's going to be working as hard as possible to get back as soon as possible. You don't want him to come back before he's ready. Uh, but uh, you know, we you know, we're we're going to need him, and, and I don't think this changes our overall outlook for the season that much. Yeah. Well. I agree completely. I'm actually extremely intrigued at how these next few games are going to play out. And, you know, not that I uh, wish that this is how I'm, I'm getting to see these, these other guys perform, but um, nevertheless, you know, I'm interested to see how, how, how this coaching staff has put these guys that aren't getting enough minutes in position to come in here and, and perform when we need them. Um, I'll say this. I don't think I can get in trouble for saying this. I'll throw it out there. You know, I've heard that they are expecting, you know, more like three to four weeks um, and and wanted to say six weeks to err on the side of caution. Um, so I'm optimistic that we will have him back for a portion of the ACC tournament, if not all of it, uh, and the NCAA tournament. Um, but, you know, th- that that all r- remains to be seen. You know, we'll see what happens. I think he's in, in the best hands in the business, and, uh, you know, hopefully he can come back uh, and respond stronger than ever. Um, you know, we're, we're 21 and one, uh, like you said, we haven't had any real adversity from an injury standpoint in a couple years. Uh, th- this was bound to happen. The bounce of the ball is, is going to jam somebody's finger at some point. And I know this was a, a swat that got him, but, um, you know, it, it happens. It's basketball and this we, is a team we, game. We've certainly come a long way from when, uh, Malcolm Brogdon got hurt a few years ago and people were saying his career was over. So, uh, I think we've, uh, our outlook is, is a little different as Virginia fans or, or star players out and, and we're like, all right, well, what next? <laughs> yep. And while we've discussed all the options on how we're going to replace minutes at the three, let, let's also keep in mind offensively, guys, that we haven't men- mentioned London Perantis, who has been given the green light to be more aggressive. Malcolm Brogdon's jump shot, even though he was a little cool last game, has has come back, and, and he's I think he's going to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with this, the, the rest of the season because I think it opens up a lot of things for him off the dribble and um, you know getting getting himself back to the free throw line and uh, you know Malcolm becomes the guy that I think has to take the shot late in the game uh, and let's see if uh, 
let's see if there's a maturation amongst the rest of the amongst the rest of the roster when they have a man go down. I think it's going to be. Uh, I'm dying to see it. I can't wait for Wednesday night and beyond. I think Man, it's going to be great. I mean, you know, and and I, I'm going to have my eye on Devin Hall because you guys have been bigger on him, you know, all <laughs> along the, the, than I have been. But I really, I mean, you've seen those little flashes, and and this could be a chance for him to to blow up and and you know, really, you know, he he might be a star in the making. I'm rooting hard for Devin. All right, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, guys, for uh, for Daniel and and Phony. Uh, I want to thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, next week, we're working on a new special guest for the podcast, and we hope you join us. And, uh, yeah, just that's it, guys. Wahoo wah.